BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we have a brand new guest for the first time ever. It's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time, so I'm glad he's here. Uh, we have my friend Mason, a uh, friend of Alex, so they are they all know each other from in person. We all met, met on Xbox, and the man, the myth, the legend is finally here. One of my favorite people to play Gears with, the guy I've bickered with back and forth on bands and the games themselves for years now, almost like a decade. Uh, Mason, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking it's actually pretty funny how long we have known each other. And I was thinking the other day how much time had passed before we had realized that we had the same taste in music because it was probably several years. And then it <laughs> uh, happened right before they... You're not wrong. Like all we really did was just like play games. And then I think it was like, it was definitely after, I would say even after Gears of War three, like it really was a long time down the road. And then we finally started talking about the bands and shit. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Like you've liked these bands this entire time. <laughs> yeah. I think it was maybe like around 2014 ish is when we discovered that. Cause I remember hearing you and your brother talk about, um, like Parkway drive and, Back then, I'd only listened to one song of theirs, and so you guys definitely helped uh, help me jump into the, their back catalog of albums and, and find a love and passion for that band specifically. Awesome. Well, I'm happy that we did it. I mean, it's de- they're definitely one hell of a band. Uh, but yeah, so welcome to the show. I mean, uh, how's everything been for you in terms of maybe like 2023? Like, maybe give us a refresher. Like, I mean, how's your life been? You know, it's been a long time since you and me specifically have caught up. Um, 2020, 2023 last year, actually, wait, we're in 2024, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 2023 was actually pretty, pretty shitty. I had a rough year, uh, but all that's behind me now. And 2024 has been great. Uh, I've had nothing but good things happen so far and I'm working to keep that progress going and continue to improve, you know, my quality of life and everything else. 
one of the things being uh, I didn't really get a game too much in 2023. I kind of just played Overwatch, honestly. Like I started playing that game and it, it consumed me, but I didn't branch out too much. And now I'm actually this year, I've just been going through and playing more games, finishing ones I never got to. Like, I can't believe it took me this long. But just last week, I finally finished a story for Halo Infinite. I don't know why I never did. But I got like 90% of the way done and I just like stopped and never picked it back up. And then I finished it last week. And, you know, I'm sure you probably had some feelings when you finished that story. It's surreal. You know, this been following this character, this game for your whole life, more or less. And so it was really cool to finish that story. And were you pretty satisfied with it or, you know, what was your feelings about the ending itself? Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it was good and bad. Uh, after the first three Halo games, it's hard to, follow the story you know it's kind of just master chief doing space shit um <laughs> yeah but i i really liked the best part i liked was you know the whole uh cortana aspect of like getting to learn more about her character and and what she's doing and how she was kind of involved in the you know the the plot of the halo infinite which that part i really enjoyed but it was all right. The story I liked, the I didn't really like the last fight. The last, you know, it just didn't feel, it felt underwhelming, but the plot was all right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a hit or miss for everyone. I feel like at this point in the Halo franchise and even some of the Star Wars stuff that we have now, we're kind of in like the uh, Avengers Endgame era where it's like past Endgame, unless yeah. you like read the comics, unless you uh, played some of the games or watched the TV shows, you don't even know what the hell's going on. And I feel like Halo's at that point, like you have to really be a lore fan. You have to really like dive into it, um, which isn't necessarily a problem. I think they need to find a way to make the campaign as uh, streamlined for someone just walking in for the first time as much as the diehard fan like myself. Um, so I think they had a hard time balancing that. But I think that's a totally fair critique. I think uh, the Harbingers fight was pretty boring. The hardest part about it, if you played on like Legendary or anything, is the brute chieftain with a hammer. Like he's actually more of a challenge than she is. So yeah, it's kind of a funny thing to me, but uh, as far as your year goes and where you're at today, I think your perspective is amazing. I think a lot of us are kind of feeling the same way. Like I'm really excited to continue to work on my quality of life as well, which is uh, just continue to do as good as I can with work and continue to move uh, in that development um, shit, even like mental health, my physical health. And then uh, I've been streaming a lot as of October. So I became a Twitch affiliate two weeks ago. And all of a sudden, I'm doing that now at 30. <laughs> when yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Like, I'm as actually something I was gonna talk to you and ask you about. I don't know if you want to do it on the podcast per se, but it's something I'm looking to dip my toes into as well. And so, I'm, I started doing that, and just I don't know anything about computers or Twitch, but I'm just trying to focus on being consistent right now before I get all that stuff going. I would say consistency is key, which is something I'm still trying to develop myself. And I honestly, consistency uh, pretty much goes with every aspect of our lives. But in terms of the streaming, I'd love to help you out with whatever I know. And uh, I'm still learning as I go. So we can definitely um, we can have an episode about it. But in terms of like the equipment and stuff, I'd love to help you out off the podcast for sure. And, you know, guide you wherever you need to go. Um, but as far as right now goes, what kind of console do you have? Uh, I play on my Xbox only. Um, I'm mean, actually I have a switch and someday down the line. Yeah, I would like to uh, maybe incorporate that so I could stream Twitch games. But 
Yeah, honestly, it's probably just Pokemon. <laughs> it's just fine. Pokemon. It's like, the only thing on the Switch. Well, it is the highest selling franchise in the world for a reason, so I think you might find your audience for sure. Yeah, until uh, I uh, put Power World on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be yeah. funny as shit if they did. I, I don't think they'd That'd ever do that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to help you out with that. Um, but I totally feel you, you know, definitely working on a lot, kind of just dialing life in, doing whatever you can to make yourself happy. And you look happy just sitting there. So I'm really happy for you. And I'm, I think that's awesome to hear, but I know you, but the audience doesn't. So I love to ask people icebreaker questions whenever it's their first time on the podcast. As you know, I love video games, movies, and music. It's my three favorite things in the world. Let's start off. They're pretty great. <laughs> uh, let's start off with your favorite video game specific, or it could be the franchise, whichever one you would like to choose. Um. Well, we've already discussed them. You know, it's so it's pretty obvious. I would have to go with Gears of War and Pokemon. Those two franchises are not only the only video game related tattoos that I have, but um, they're probably the ones I put the most hours in. You know, Halo's pretty far up there too. Um, and there's other franchises that I love dearly, but I, I would say between Gears and Halo and Pokemon, uh, if they were to put out a complete piece of dog shit, garbage, trash game, I would still play it. That's how much of a fan <laughs> I so. and, and I would I would play it more than I should. So if that says anything, then yeah, <laughs> that's the answer you're looking for. That is true. You did play Gears of War Judgment. <laughs> yeah, Judgment was great. I will defend Judgment. And, you know, now that I sit, words come out of my mouth, I never played Gears Tactics. So I should probably add that to the list of games I need to. But Judgment was actually pretty good. Like, Judgment had a really, really good story. It was awesome. It was so great. The only thing that sucked was uh, they changed up, like, the mechanics and the way that, you know, your weapon layout and your movement was, which was very you know, jarring for Gears fans because that's one of the things that's iconic about them is that people are used to that specific type of movement and gameplay. That's true. Um, I definitely think, like, looking back at it, I think that should have just been, like, a story expansion, like a full campaign DLC for Gears 3. Yeah, because it came yeah. out after 3. Uh, that's tough. But it, for the Gears of War and Pokemon, yeah. do you have one specific game from either franchise that you love? Like, it's just, like, the top-tier game for you. Um, It's kind of hard because with the way, you know, gaming is now, is like, you're just always playing the newest one. But my personal opinion... With Pokemon, uh, I would say Emerald was definitely my favorite, and I still think the best overall game to date. Uh, I'm Gen three is the best Gen team, and um, yep, same same for Gears. You know, like Gears was great, but Gears War three was the best one. Not only was it like, you know, at that point in time that the ending of the story, uh, like the plot wrapped itself up, and it was super cinematic and. But the multiplayer was like, I don't know if peak is the best word, but at, when I was playing it, it felt like the best Gears we've had to date. You know, Gears 2 was classic, but Gears 3 just kind of felt like a better version of it to me. And then I think Gears 3 was also the introduction of Horde. So those three things combined all just made a huge, you know, game. So Gears 3 and Gen 3 Pokemon, Emerald. Um... Not that it matters, but just for people listening, if they are, are new to Gears, uh, Horde actually did come out in Gears Two, but oh, Gears, right. th- but Gears yeah. Three like took it 
kind of like Gears 5 did, where they took it and like really made it what it should always be. Yeah, because it wasn't a launch feature for Gears 2. It, they, they put it out later, and then it was launch? It was launch. It was just it was just bare bones. Like you you literally did Super basic. nothing. But the only real strategy you had was taking the boom shields from the the boomers or whatever they're called. Well, no, the boomers is the ones with the boom shots. I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like nerding out on gears right now. <laughs> I, I I just completely forgot about that because that's how that's you know that's how big the horde was in gears three that it just like erased horde in gears two from my memory. Right. As it should, the Gears 3 Horde is very, very fun. Uh, no, I think Gears 3 is easily the best in terms of overall content, uh, especially when it launched, the post-game content. Like, you're right, it's cinematic. The story closed on a great uh, on a great ending. Uh, all the new characters introduced were great. The multiplayer character list was insane. The maps, the modes, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, and I'm then- pretty sure uh, when I was playing that story, like, I legitimately was crying when Dom died. Like I had to put the game down and stop because I was just so emotionally impacted by that part of the story. Because I was just, I don't know, I just loved gear so much. I was just super invested, and then when, when that happened, I was fucking torn up. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't take it. <laughs> I had to well, stop. It, I mean, you're not wrong. Like one of the throwback memes I see on like TikTok and stuff or Instagram. Is how like Gears was supposed to be just like a dude bro shooter, just like yeah. buff dudes. And it's actually one of the most emotional, like, you know, uh, shooter franchises there is in terms of the campaigns. I mean, you got the Carmines and their tragic story, the whole worlds themselves, the characters within Marcus Phoenix's uh, circle. Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty it's pretty intense, actually. <laughs> you're just trying. You're, you're just Dom's there being like the best friend you could possibly have. And the whole time you're just trying to help him find his wife. And I, I know that comes a conclusion in Gears 2, but still it was i don't know dude i i felt like he was my best friend yeah and that that's why the uh that that scene hit me hard too because dom is eric's favorite character to play and like he's my brother you know marcus oh. and him are brothers i'm like dude that shit hit me good <laughs> yeah I, I can't even imagine that kind of dynamic would be would have felt like playing that game with an actual brother that's well, yeah. it, it's something else for sure and uh and you're not wrong i think pokemon emerald as a complete package is rivaled with black uh black and white too which has the pokemon world tournament the the uh the weather system the seasons the pokedex i think those two games are easily the best content uh provided pokemon games but you're not wrong like gen 3 as a whole is the king of generations you have the gamecube games you have the ruby sapphire emerald fire red leaf green i mean it's it's my favorite generation for sure i don't don't think you can beat it it's just uh even the cards that released in that era were almost perfect so nice good choice there for sure um we'll move along because i actually don't know the answer to this uh what's your favorite movie or franchise that's hard uh i you know the the more that we discuss things the more you'll come to understand is that i'm a pretty optimistic and giving person when it comes to reviews like i am very easy to say something is good when most people say it's bad and so I like a lot of things. Like I like, I don't, I can't pick a favorite. Like I can throw out movies that are my favorites over the years of my life, like Pineapple Express or Death Race with uh, Jason Statham. You know that one. Um, there are a couple others that come to mind, but like I just love everything. Like I, I'm super up to date with the Marvel stuff. I'm watching all the shows and movies, but I don't know a damn thing about the comics. I just love the idea of the MCU as a whole. Um, uh, and 
damn, man, I don't know if I have a favorite movie. Like that's hard. Would you say that uh, there's a movie out there that like really just hits you on all cylinders where it'd be the one you'd rewatch the most. It's the one that emotionally makes you feel a certain way. Maybe it makes you laugh the most or smile. Maybe the most action. So like for me, Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time because it's connected to my family. I think it represents the era very well, both the 50s and the 80s that it takes place in. But the the cast, the crew, the writing, the acting, the music, the sets, it's just a almost perfect movie all around for what it is. And that's why it stands out to me. So I think like there's just certain parameters that it has to check that box for me for it to be my favorite movie. I agree. Um, and that, uh, I think that's why I have a couple movies that come to mind. Uh, and like I said, Pineapple Express, if I'm looking for, if I'm sick and I just need a movie to put on the background or something, I know it's going to make me laugh, even though I know every goddamn voice line. Uh, I'll put that one on. Or Death Race is another one. I just really like the way that movie feels and runs. And I'm not even a car guy, but I just love the act, the car scenes. Um, the Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio, that's another one that I tend to revisit a lot. That one makes me, um, if I'm like really sad or something, I'll watch that one and it just makes me feel better. I think I just watched that movie at like a pivotal point in my life and it's so it kind of connected to a part of my brain and so it just makes me feel good now. Um, and then I actually thought of one more that probably is the best, uh, encapsulates all of the things that you just said. Uh, would, and it's funny because you know, here we go, going back to music. Uh, it's gonna have to be Tenacious D and the Pig of Destiny. <laughs> I have a tattoo on my ass, and Tenacious D, you can never, you can never say no to the D. So, uh, it's gotta be Tenacious D for sure. The, the pick of destiny is pretty damn good. <laughs> I'll watch anything with Jack Black. You know, like, uh, I feel like that's an easier conversation for me to have is like favorite actors, maybe Jack Black, hands down. Cause movies, I'm just so like, my, my, and I'll say this with music too, a lot of times, if somebody's asking me, like, my favorite type of movie, honestly, is something that I haven't seen before. I'm gonna get the most enjoyment out of a new experience than I am from watching something that I've seen before. Potentially, you know, there's, things you could say about that but i just love consuming new content i love watching shit that i've just never seen before so and and it could be anything you know it could be an old film could be a new film could be something that i don't really care for but if i haven't seen it then i am looking forward to picking it apart to see what i like don't like about it i love that it's kind of like a fresh perspective because i feel like i hate to say it as like an excuse but i just feel like as i get older i find myself lazier to to experience new content like i i love the the music i like i like the movies and tv shows i like the games i like and that's all i want is just the franchises i like i don't want new stuff so i i feel like you're probably living the better side of that perspective because it always gives you uh new things to look at and new new art forms really so that's pretty so that's pretty sweet yes yeah. it's sick and dope at the same time um moving on what is your favorite band that's again similar thing. Um, I'm sure you might have experienced. My favorite band changes as I, you know, get older, not because of age, but just because of the passion and love for music. I'm always checking out new stuff. Um, you know, my favorite band in high school was Devil Driver. Uh, I still love them to death, but they're not my favorite right now. And also, like back then, I was Static X was one of my favorites. But then, you know, over time, I went through like a Parkway Drive phase where like they were easily the best band for me and then like Bring Me the Horizon 
And uh, right now, as far as like my favorite band in this moment, would probably have to be either uh, The Devil Wears Prada or uh, this new band, Keonashi. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them, but those those two bands I just can't seem to get enough of at the moment. Keonashi, is that Ryu's band from Crystal Lake? No. Uh, so I know this is an audio podcast, but I have a banner on my back wall here. Uh, the band is called Keonashi, K-A-O. And A S H I. Yeah. They're they're American. I think they're from Philadelphia. Oh. But um yeah, I don't know how I could describe their music, their sound. It's 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 weird. But for some reason it clicks with me. They just dropped a new EP. I can't stop listening to it. Um, you know, and then the Devil Wars Prada is just <laughs> classic. I don't think I have to repeat things. I'm sure you've talked about them before, but I am actually looking forward to getting to see them next month for the first time. They're one of the few bands that have just never come up to my city in forever. And so I am I'm just overflowing with excitement to finally get to see them perform for the first time. You're going to love it. I saw them three times last year. <sighs> I'm so jealous. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely jealous because uh, The Act is my favorite album by them, the favorite album cycle. So I'm, I'm just frustrated that I never got to see them perform some of the like deeper cuts off that album at that point yeah. in time but i still love uh color decay like it's phenomenal so i'm it's gonna be great regardless i'm excited for you i can't wait to hear about your experience mm-hmm. uh well thank you for answering those icebreaker questions it's a good way for us to learn about you for those who don't know and uh just incredible choices all around i love i love having people ask or answer those questions because everyone's got something very different and unique and i'd love to hear it um but speaking of you know, Alex at the beginning and, you know, we, we could dive a little bit into how we know each other because honestly, uh, dude, I mean, we've known each other for so damn long now. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, just like Alex, me and Mason met through Alex on Xbox live back when we were kids, uh, literally just teenagers and, uh, have known each other ever since I would say for you and me specifically, I think when we really started playing like heavily together, it was Gears of War 3 and definitely Gears of War 4. I feel like you were one of the only people I played with if it wasn't Eric and Alex. And I feel like we spent a lot of time on that. Um, but do you ever think about that at all? That like you're like there's people out there that you've known from Xbox for what, 13 years or something like that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of sad thinking about it because there are some that I wish I would have connected to or tried more that I just kind of lost the time because there are people who I probably like literally played every day with for months or years who I just don't know anymore. Like just don't talk to you. I don't know where they're at, where they exist, if they still play. And so it's sad to think about that. But as far as our relationship goes, um, I, yeah, I didn't, it didn't occur to me until you hit me up to do this podcast that I've known you pretty much the exact same amount of time as you've known Alex. I remember him talking to you and stuff before I even owned an Xbox. Cause that's how long I've known him my whole life. And so I'd go over to his house when I was like literally in middle school, elementary school. And before I had an Xbox, you know, he had one and that's where you guys met. And I remember hearing and talking to you, I think at one point and then sooner or later I got an Xbox because God damn, man, that first Gears of War trailer was just so fucking <laughs> insane. I had to get a fucking Xbox so I could play that game. I For remember sure. that big old, uh, had mad world song. And then, uh, 
I, it's just escaping me the name of the giant spider creature right now, but Corpser. The Corpser, yeah, yeah. That trailer was so good. I had to play the game, and so I got an Xbox to play it. And I had previously played Halo at Alex's, and so I'm like, Halo's, you know, second game to get, and then uh, and then saw history from there. I mean, it really is, man. I think about like all the customs that we've played throughout the years, uh, all the game nights we had. Whether it's uh, it was you, you Alex, and then like another friend that um, actually I still have my friends list, and I just brought him up to Alex recently. Someone named uh, Fredder is. The oh game yeah, type. yeah, that's our friend Evan. Yeah. So he he, he used to play with us, hmm. and then uh, we had Jarrett, my cousin, and then Eric, and all of our people. We always like all of us used to play together, and it felt like a family. And it, uh, honestly, to be able to have the privilege to like catch up with you guys, you specifically, how we are now, and just keep in touch with Alex after all these years is is pretty insane. Um, and I I agree with you. There's so many people that like uh I used to play with every day, like Zar Molix. Yeah, he was a guy that played with us too in our group. Um, I have him on like Instagram and stuff, but I don't really like talk to him. So, um, I get how you feel. Like you, you play these games every day with these people and, and, uh, create those new memories. And, uh, it's nice to still kind of stay in touch when you can, but unfortunately, uh, you know, some things change and people go on their own paths. Yeah. Life moves on and shit happens, but as long as there's no bad blood, you know, there's nothing preventing, you know, like us from doing stuff like this or, even just if you're out there listening, just send a message to that guy you played video games with six years ago and see what he's up to. Maybe he'll respond. So yeah, nothing stop well, us. What's funny about it to me, for us specifically between you and me, is it's definitely the process of growing up as you know being teenagers into young adults into who we are now. Yeah. You and me used to bicker over the dumbest shit all the time, and that's and when you were talking about yourself and how you love to just consume new content, you love, you love to give something a chance. Like no matter how bad someone says it is, yeah. you're going to give it a shot. And that used to piss me off. I'm like, no dude, it sucks. Like that shit sucks. Sorry. And, uh, I think that's a great characteristic of you though. And I don't think I appreciated it back then. Like I do now. <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing when, like when you take that, um, concept, if you were to apply it to like food, like trying new foods, uh, a lot of people, like I've heard the saying is like, I'll try anything twice, you know, cause you might have a bad experience the first time. I'm a little bit different. I like to tweak that. I'll try anything three times. I'll, I'll give it a second chance. And then if that second chance sucks, I'll give it one last opportunity. And after that is when I determine if I don't like something, but I just love trying new things. Um, and so it's, yeah, you know, whether you're talking about food or music or games or whatever, I just love to try new shit. I think someone who's not set in their ways is some of the most remarkable people you can have a conversation with. So uh, really hats off to you, man. I think that's a an amazing outlook to have because it allows you to actually enjoy all sorts of anything, really. And well, you're like, you. oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot again. Why not? But uh, yeah, so uh, one of the last things we'll talk about before we move into the party you had recently, which I'd love to hear about, uh, is we did finally, you know, have the chance to hang out. You know, all of us hung out at, I believe, at Justin's house when uh, we, me yeah. and... Uh, Eric and Jarrett drove up to you guys and um, I'm hoping to do that again this year. So I don't know how far you are, if you're far from Alex, but we definitely plan on uh, being back up there to see you guys again. So um, very much looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be a blast. Uh, I'm in the same town. Um, as far as like just distance I am from him, it's really only like a 20, 30 minute drive from where I live to he lives. Um, but no, when you guys are in town, we'll definitely plan to hang out, uh, you know, keep me in the loop and that way I can let you guys know if there's any good shows that happen to overlap with that time. Um, and you guys should definitely 
stop by my place and I'll show you all my posters and records and shit if you're interested. Uh, hell yeah, man. We collect records. I just bought, uh, I actually just saw Thornhill and Silent Planet last night. Oh my God, dude. So how was, um, how, how was Antimatter? Like, was that song as good live as it is on that album? Yeah. Oh, dude. Silent Planet is another one of my favorites. They're so good. They're Thornhill very good. Well, dude, Thorn Thornhill killed it. Uh, same thing though. It's like I don't know how these bands like perform the songs they do, and they just sound so much better than their studio version. Like that's very impressive, in my opinion. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is there's actually a unannounced tour that we kind of got informed about from the drummer of Thornhill that okay. uh, they're coming back out here in the summer with a couple of Australian bands. Um, the one of them's North. What's that? It's not the Amity Affliction tour, is it? No. Australia. Then it's Parkway Drive. Is that what you're saying? I don't know, because he wouldn't oh. tell us the third one, but Eric was wearing a North Lane uh, jacket, and it's North Lane and Thornhill coming out for a full U.S. summer tour. So maybe we can find a way to make that a line and go see it out there, too, because, I mean, uh, dude, North Lane is, like, my favorite band right now for the last, like, three years. And they just continue to put out bangers. The, the new song Miasma that has Winston from Parkway Drive on. It's just phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if that works out. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. So I was playing Halo with Alex or we we're doing the D&D stuff, I think. And he was telling me you were having a party. Uh, would you like to just kind of take it away and explain it all to me and the, the, the <laughs> listeners? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I... The party that you are referring to here was a vasectomy celebration party. Um, I know that sounds weird, but um, obviously, first off the bat, it was just an excuse to have a party, uh, for one. But um, if you want to talk about the actual like meanings and reasonings behind it, you know, um, I got a vasectomy. You know, that's that's the obvious. Uh, and the reason I wanted to throw a party was because from my perspective, you know, um, I got a vasectomy because I don't want to have children. Now, uh, it's not something that I'm like completely super against, but enough to where I want to have a vasectomy. Uh, I've had this conversation a million times with close friends and family members, and they always ask me all the same things that you're probably thinking of right now. And I tell them, you know, I could still potentially end up with a partner who does have a kid. And if that happens, then yes, I'm going to be a father to that child. As well as um, if I ever do change my mind, I could always adopt, which I've always won't, would prefer anyways over having a kid because, you know, the way the world is now and stuff, it's just, it's just depressing to me. And so if I do want to have kids, I want to try to help somebody who's in a bit of an unfortunate situation. But um, about the party, the reason I wanted to have a party, and it was very important to me, so I invited my closest friends. Um, I obviously, now that I have a vasectomy, I'm never going to have a chance to throw a gender reveal party. I'm never going to have a chance to throw a baby shower. And so I thought, this is my chance to do that. And so because of that, I'm like, I'm going to throw a party to celebrate a successful procedure. Everything went great. There was no complications. The recovery process was fine. And 
it was just happy to be done with because honestly the worst part about the whole thing the whole surgery the worst part was the anxiety and the nerves going into it uh the process itself was fine it was very quick and it was way less painful than i was expecting it to be and um yeah it was successful so i threw a party and it was great everybody had a good time and that's that's the story on that that's crazy, man. That's crazy because, like, I just love your perspective on it. You're so you're so glass half full on it, and it's really nice to hear that. Because you you know when you um when you talked about, well, I, I'm not gonna have a gender reveal party. I'm not gonna have a uh, baby shower. Like, damn, that kind of hit me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're not. This is your way of just celebrating your moment, uh, exactly. which would, would otherwise been a different one. Um, damn. <laughs> that's really good man i just uh i didn't know what to expect which is why i wanted to talk to you about it like <laughs> what what goes into that you know and uh like so so as far as the process and the procedure like how long have you been putting some serious thought into that which obviously now you have gone through with um probably somewhere between one and three years at least is time that i have come to the decision of i want to get this done versus actually being able to get it done uh, like we talked about the beginning of the episode, I had a rough 2023 and things that happened during that year kind of put off my plan to get the surgery. And so uh, now all that's in the past and I was finally able to take some time off work and get some money saved up because I, uh, I did have to pay for everything out of pocket. Um, unfortunately, the health insurance I get through my job was not being helpful. So I... Uh, Initially, it was going through, I'm in Spokane, you know, Washington, and so I don't know how this would affect other people in other cities or states, but I was initially going through our local Spokane Neurology Clinic. Um, they also were kind of not too helpful. They were giving me a lot of roadblocks, and then uh, I decided to try Planned Parenthood and see how they were going to help me through the process. And um, they were great. That's who I ended up going through, and they basically just told me that if I were to pay for it out of pocket, it would be $700 flat. And I'm like, that's doable. I can do that. So I did it. And that's all, that's all it cost. Um, and it was super great. I was able to schedule the appointment like a month out and I got across another drug off my list. I tried Valium for the first time. <laughs> it was great. Uh, what was the recovery process like, or did the drug just kind of help you out through that? So the surgery, they gave me one Valium and two Tylenol. That's all they gave me for painkillers for their surgery. Um, the recovery process, uh, the doctors said to basically not do any physical activity or like work or of any kind for like at least two days and to try not to return to work for like seven days. Um, I took 10 days off of work, uh, just for time off of work. And also because I was using some um, of my Washington sick pay that I had built up, so, you know, the more time I took off the work, the more of that I could claim. And so I kind of actually used that money to pay for the procedure. Uh, and I basically just took 10 days off. I used that time to relax and get caught up on things like gaming and hanging out with a bunch of friends and catching up people I haven't talked to in a while. Um, cleaning my apartment, like going through all my 
like deep cleaning and stuff and storage and throwing out a bunch of stuff, putting a bunch of clothes and other random things in that donation box. And then I also have a couple other boxes of like band merch and shit that I'm going to try to sell online. Nice. Um, but yeah, the recovery process wasn't that bad. I basically just had to wear like a jock strap and put ice packs on my nuts for like <laughs> four days. Um, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was, it was just imagine, imagine like somebody kicking you in the nuts and you have that like soreness, but it's not like as visceral. It's just kind of like constant. So it's just like, a, yeah, uh, I can tell you though that like, I don't know if this is too graphic, but. Uh, my ball sack was fucking bruised to shit. Like, if you saw, if you've seen the new Jackass movie, Jackass 4, it was kind of yeah. similar to that. Um, not as bad, but it was so blue and purple. Like, dude, it was, it was insane. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk to Alex about it, um, during my vasectomy party, <laughs> first people that showed up were Alex and our other two really close friends, Todd and Ivan. And if you've ever met Todd, you know, he loves to, uh, he loves to say and ask things that most people would think would be inappropriate. inappropriate yeah. And so, uh, he was like, I was telling him about the bruise and he's like, well, let's see it, man. I was like, you want to see it? And so I showed them all my balls. Uh, <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was, it was insane um at that point in time it wasn't as bruised as it was earlier like it was pretty gnarly right after procedure but it was still like uh new meaning to blue balls you know that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> i might have to get that as a sound bite sound bite i can't even talk dude that's so fucking funny i might have to get that as a sound bite was, bite i can't talk it was oh hilarious my God. Dude, fair. yeah. Well, you just saying, yeah. I showed them my balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leave it to Todd, man. I love that guy. He's such a nice dude. Yeah. Um, so when you had this, uh, when you when you were basically going to commit to it, did you have a conversation with Alex about it, or you just go, did you just like, hey, I'm gonna get this done. Um, look, look forward to the party. Oh, the party? No, I just tried to uh, plan it out ahead of time as much as possible give people as much notice so they could you know not mess with their schedules and then i just told you know i only have a one bedroom apartment so i can only invite so many people so i had to keep it kind of small um so i just uh figured out who i want to invite and then i invited them and i just you know alex he is as soon as i said anything he's like i'll be there i don't have to say anything else but anybody else that was like Oh yeah, I'll see what I can do, or like people that are uncertain because they were just thinking it's another party, and I just told them like, "Well, this is actually something that's really important to me. So if you can make it, that 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 would mean a lot." And so, you know, after saying that to a couple other people, it wasn't hard for them to come because, you know, your best friends, you know, they they understand that that means something when you say that those kind of words to them. So, yeah, Alex, I never had the conversation with him about it, so he was just supportive. In and out, which is great. I was gonna say he's a pretty supportive guy, to be completely honest. Um, did you get a vasectomy cake or anything, or is there any like fun little things that you uh, did to call it out? No, I wanted to go all out with like getting direct decorations and cakes and stuff. Like I thought about getting like a like a uh, some Boston cream pies 
or like a, a cream pie or getting some like nuts uh, for snacks or even like little sausages. And I wanted to get decorations that said like, I, I've seen uh, like a meme online that it's a, it's, a, it's a, one of those banners that says it's a boy, but then somebody changes it to say it's aborted. <laughs> like that's really funny. <laughs> But that doesn't fit. Or I just thought about getting something that says, like, it's a success. But I didn't do any of that stuff. I uh, just didn't have a lot of time or, or the money to spend on frivolous things like that. So I just passed and just had a normal party with people showing up, some drinks and whatnot. And that was about it. Got it. I was wondering if there's going to be any uh, vasectomy uh, Easter eggs around the apartment. Just I, <laughs> look, if I had more time and money, I would have. But Oh, I, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, hey, man, uh, that's truly a wonderful story you have there. Something, again, just unique. And uh, I I knew the second Alex told me about it, one, he was serious and you were serious. <laughs> and two, I had to get to the bottom of it and ask you yourself, like, what what was behind it? And obviously, it's a very beautiful meeting and it can be reversed if it ever came down to that. So it's Actually, cool that I'm you have the here. Yeah. That was one thing that I did learn about the process. Yes, it can be reversed, but when I was being talked to by the doctors and stuff, they everyone was advising against it. They're saying that the reverse, the reversible part, um, is possible, but they recommend people don't do it because not only is it more complicated of a procedure, there's a lot more uh, risk that is involved with doing that, um, and obviously it's more expensive and stuff. And so that's one thing I like to tell people about if they're considering getting a vasectomy or just talking about it is um it is reversible yes it is possible but it is not something that is as common or easy that most people tend to assume it is and so that's something that you really really want to consider if you are thinking about getting the procedure for yourself and so i just want to make sure that information is out there for anybody that might be listening to it yeah thank you for adding that i mean that's pretty important to have i mean if it's something that people hear it can be done but don't know how uh, trivial it can be. It definitely needs to be put out there. So again, yeah, just thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, we're going to wrap this up, but thank you for sharing some of your favorite uh, media out there. Um, we started talking about it before we hit record. I think uh, we definitely have to do the music and video games and how they've collided and benefited from each other over the years, the history of that. Um, I think we definitely got to put that on the list, but is there anything else you'd like to, uh, mention today before we kind of wrap this up? Um, I can't really think about anything, you know, as far as the conversations go, we could go on for hours about music or games or movies, any one of those topics we could easily do a full hour on for sure. Um, but I'm glad I was able to, you know, tell you about the vasectomy process and it's funny to hear the interest and explain it all, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to educate those and tell people my experience. You know, I'm a pretty open book. Um, like you said, you know, when you first heard about it from Alex, you said you knew he was serious and you knew I was serious. And that made me laugh because I'm, I, tr that's the kind of the, uh, personality that I try to give off. You know, like if something like that, if I'm saying something like that, then I want people to know that I'm serious about it. So, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Can't really think of much else other than to, uh, Go listen to Keonashi. Uh, check that yeah. out. Um, uh, 
Well, we did say at the top of the uh, the episode that you were planning on looking into streaming, whether it's down the road or even next week. Is there a platform that people can go follow you on to maybe kind of start the support? Or are you? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm actually it? doing. Uh, I'm actually been doing that right now. I try to do it as much as possible. I'm just on Twitch, um, and my Twitch name is Inzane Maze. Uh, I N Z A N E M A Z E. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not really trying to push it too hard at the moment because, like I said, I don't really know how to work the platform myself. Um, but I am focusing on consistency, and I am doing it, you know, at least every day or every other day. So, uh, and as far as that goes, um, the two things I try, I want my channel to focus on is getting achievements and talking about music. So, um, I'm looking to find ways to combine those two things together. Whether that's playing games like Metal Hellsinger or Doom or any other music related game, uh, even like GTA with their uh, radios, they have really great radio stations or just playing like Texas Hold'em with some music in the background, um, listening to new albums and shit like that uh, is something I would absolutely love to do. And then I just love getting achievements. And so, yeah, that's where you can find me, I guess, on Twitch. Awesome. I'll make sure to leave a link to your Twitch in the description of this podcast when it releases later today. Uh, they release every Sunday afternoon for Monday morning. Uh, and I will make sure to follow it myself. And uh, honestly, I think that's a great lane for you. I think it's going to be, uh, again, a unique one that people are going to really appreciate. Uh, people love seeing achievements and then music. You can't go wrong. Uh, but that's it for today's episode. Mason, thank you so much for being on. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.